And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. All right, here we go on Back to the Futures here on Odyssey and the BetQL Network. I'm Lucy Burge here with Gabe Ramirez filling in for Brandon Sprague tonight. He will be back next week, but we are so happy to have Gabe here tonight because we have so much to get to, starting with Duke going down in Coach K's final home game. UNC was 11-point underdogs at plus 475 on the money line going into this game. Coach K finishes his career 1-3 against UNC in the last four games. Texas and Kansas overtime overshadowed the ceremony they had before (laughs) the game for Coach K. So that wasn't even on ESPN. That jinxed it from the start, I think. What do you think about all of this game? You know, it's funny. You know, I was watching the game, watching it play out. And I think, you know, you're watching the game, you see – all the players that are there, Coach K's former players, you see his wife in tears, you see so many people wanting them to pull it off. And it looked like they had the crowd behind them to be able to pull off what they thought was going to be a, a fantastic farewell for Coach K. But, you know, UNC has plans of their own, Lucy. They, they didn't want <laughs> anything sure to didn't. do with this go away, especially the rivalry that they have, right? Oh my what God, you- it's just so monumental. The whole, everything just stacked. It was like as written as a script, basically. Like starting with the Kansas-Texas thing, because that was incredible. That overtime, that that just overshadowed for months, ESPN has been building this up and saying, <laughs> okay, we're going to really play up. This is Coach K's home goodbye. And you see the split screen of the ceremony. And then they have to go back to Kansas, Texas because it's overtime. This is, it was insanity. And it was, I think it was hysterical because I love rooting against Duke. So this was hysterical to me. That was too funny just to see the whole thing. I mean, you know, you, you plan your, like you said, your entire programming is based off of this game right here. Yes. And then all of a sudden, you know, some, what most fans would think is a meaningless game between Kansas and Texas is going down to the wire. And so I, I, as the, as the clock hits zero and you see the score tied, you're just saying to yourself, no. And then I was actually watching on ESPN two when okay, the game yeah. had got put over there. And then they did this awkward transition where they had their anchor come on and he's like, all right. Back on ESPN is the Duke game, and over here is going to be the Baylor game. And when that flipped on, Baylor was up by twenty some points. So it made for it made for a good time. What did you think about the fact that Duke couldn't pull off the victory in that game? It was very interesting to me because I didn't exactly expect Duke to lose, especially because of the monumental what this meant to Coach K. This, they had to win for him and they were good. They have to pull this off. And so that the, the celebration after will be great. And there'll be confetti. And I wonder actually if they wanted to do confetti, but thought it would not be appropriate because of the circumstances, <laughs> because the end of that, it started awkward and it ended awkward. And the middle was also awkward because they lost and they were terrible, but the beginning awkward with the way it was broadcast, which awkward, but really funny because ESPN had to, I mean, they had to have had some kind of contingency plan 
plan, like have plan for this because you, you've got to plan for everything. But maybe they were so focused on coach K and celebrating him that they were like, nah, we're, we're going to go to it no matter what. But of course there's overtime. So then it ended awkward where coach K's speech, where you would think it would be about how much the school means to him and how much <laughs> he, you know, how much the players mean to him. And all it is, he starts by saying, I'm sorry for today. It was an abomination. This was abysmal. They did not play well. And that was it. Like this, I think they should have not done the ceremony, quite honestly. Yeah. Like I Coach K, that was the last place in the world he wanted to be at that moment. I almost think they should have just skipped it. And I think he would have wanted it that way. I know that he had reservations at some steakhouse that he wish he wish he wish he was over Seriously. there as opposed to on that podium. But you know, it's funny. We were talking about, you know, North Carolina's money line plus four mm -hmm. something right there. Four seventy-five. It's it's a good reminder to people when they're gambling, like, you know, the line is dictated by the people that are betting, and everyone, you're you, I know you mentioned this, you didn't think Duke was gonna lose on Coach K night, yeah, no, I did mean, half the country. So if you would have just paid attention to the line in that sense, you would have probably came out on top and won some money. But I know a lot of people. I was one of those people that lost money on that game. Did you bet on it? I did not bet on it actually. And I, cause Smart. I was, I did not bet on it, but I know Zach, our producer had uh, at UNC plus 11. Um, but so that was fantastic, but I was so just captivated almost I, a lot of these games. I am almost more fascinated by how they're covered when weird things happen like this <laughs> than the actual game, because I was just captivated by the fact that overtime is going on while this ceremony is happening. And they're like, yep, you can catch it over on ESPN two. Right. Coach K is relegated to ESPN two. And then uh. he, he gets absolutely blasted by UNC. I mean, it's just insane. That post game speech will go down in history i think as will the pictures of the fans the the videos and the pictures of the duke fans absolutely sobbing their face paint off and and zach again our, our fantastic producer he sends us a rundown does a great job with it it was uh, six pages today and four of those pages <laughs> were pictures of the duke fans just i love it so much Listen. it's it's so great to root against them this is what happens when you're a college-aged kid trying to pregame for Duke UNC. You're probably trashed. You get there, you're crying, you're hyper-emotional, you don't know how to control them. You're a lot more drunk than you probably thought you could be. But Because the reality is none of those kids are emotionally invested that they really... But the, the fact, the other thing was the price of those tickets, right? You know Duke has some some uh, some kids that go there that have some parents with some serious dough. And you know they paid a lot of money to get those tickets. $5,000, would you have paid $5,000 to watch Coach K, regardless of whether you won or lost, to watch his last game? Not a chance, especially, I mean, <laughs> even if I went to the school, I'd be like, nah, I'll just catch it on ESPN too. No, I, no, no, no. And also they, the students, as Zach is telling us, they were camping out for six weeks in tents to get those tickets. Duke also, before the game, tweeted out a graphic that said tickets to this game are the what the most expensive tickets in college Ever. basketball. That's an old takes. Well, it's not an old takes exposed because they still were, but not worth Lucy, it. That's why they were crying. That's why they were crying because they, 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 they spent their the college twins. tuition <laughs> on, on these tickets and, and they, ended up, mention, they ended up losing. Jerry Seinfeld was there. So if you're talking about that 5, incredible. 000, yeah, I think his daughter goes there, I believe. So oh, is that there. What, why was yes. he sitting next to Adam Silver? That just yes, was like I such a also, weird thing. Adam Silver was, he went to Duke, I believe. So I, oh, I think it was just a was? little contingency. So Seinfeld had his little nice Duke jacket 
cry those tears, Seinfeld. What's the deal with Duke losing? Things you could do a whole <laughs> episode on that. Right, it's just, right. it's hysterical to watch this to me, to yeah, watch uh, was... just all of it. Coach K's speech is still, the more I think about it, unreal because of what it should have been. It should have been his big goodbye. But then it was a, we were terrible. But, but what is he supposed to do in that situation? That is exactly what he should have yeah. done because he's a coach whose team just lost and he's mad at them. And I mean, not, I mean he, he wants to guide them in the right direction, of course, as a coach. But that's, that's how it should have been. How it should not have been was the assistant coach snubbing the UNC mm. assistant coach in the handshake line. That is bad sportsmanship. Yeah, I did see that. Chris Carrowell, it, it looked as if, you know, because obviously we don't understand the history there. Th those guys are all former players. We don't, you know, UNC Duke already has his bad blood, and I'm sure that there's something a bit more personal that, that they have. But the funniest one wasn't even the snub. The snub, I get it. You snubbed him. Uh, he, looked, he looked at him like, damn, you're just going to pass me up like that? <laughs> but it was the assistant coach that came after Chris Carrowell where he went to go shake his hand and then looked away. Looked away as if to dismiss him and like, I don't know which one was shadier, the fact that he snubbed him or the guy that shook his hand and didn't even look at him. It just, it seemed awkward to me, but I think we can all agree that we were happy that it didn't end up the same way that Jawan Howard's uh, post-game line, uh, handshake line went. Wouldn't you agree? True, exactly. Yes, much better than that. Because I don't, I don't exactly, I mean, I know it's bad sportsmanship, but I sometimes don't hate it. Like if you have legitimate okay. beef with somebody, then sure, snub them. Like if I absolutely like do dislike somebody so much, I wonder, I don't know. It would have to be something very bad, but there, I mean, you never, you really, you don't know what's behind it. Like we're you, the same, you, we're the same kind of people, Lucy, you and I, it's like, if yes. you don't like me, don't talk to me. I don't want to be fake exactly. around you. I don't want to exactly. have this conversation with Get you. Get that bad energy out of here. Let's theorize for a second. Cause I think this might yeah. be entertaining. What do you think it was? Like, did he, did he, did he smash his ex-girlfriend? Like, see, this what is what think? I'm thinking. It's gotta <laughs> yeah. be something that bad, right? It's gotta be something <laughs> to the effect of something very personal. Cause that's where my mind goes first too, is it's gotta be your girl, your guy, whoever you get in on that. And that's, that's the personal thing. I'm like, well, if somebody did that, like maybe I would, you know, but, but that's, it can't be anything less than that. Right. I mean, cause it couldn't have been just the, the fact game, that Right. That wasn't because no, like, the reality yeah, is Coach K off. doesn't care that right. he lost that game. He won a couple thousand of them. Right. I mean, he doesn't he can, right. he can care. But the fact that somebody would take it so seriously, there has to be some underlying issue that we don't know about. And, and I would like to just in my own mind, you know, I like to create realities up here. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty course. crazy brain I have. And so for me, I'm like, yeah, he took his girlfriend and he's mad and that's his baby mama now. Like, just, right. you know, the more drama, the better. That exactly. That, that baby that mama drama has got to be it, right? Or, I mean, it's something where he said something to somebody behind his back or something like that. Like, it's yeah. always something crazy like that. Like, like so you funny. cost me a job or something. Okay, that's a good one. But it, it's just funny you have grown men acting like children in that kind of a, a situation, right? I mean, show respect, you know, shade him somewhere else, throw him a fist bump instead of a handshake. I don't know. Spit in exactly. your hand and shake his hand. I've done exactly. that in some games that I've played. Yeah. There you go. Spread all the germs and you could just tweet about it. Like maybe like take it, take it to social media beef instead. Be like, I didn't shake his hand because of this, or I shook his hand, but wish I didn't, you know, something, yeah. something like that, where you take it to the next level, even though this Let did get a lot of attention, that video did go viral. Um, but did. there were just so many things with this game that went wrong. And I, I can't imagine coach K envisioned giving the speech like that. <laughs> And there was <laughs> so much terrible. emotion in that and him just walking out of the tunnel. Like, honestly, as they showed the players coming out, I wonder, did he just leave? 
Like, did he just, because he stormed off the court. I'm like, does he keep, I almost, I had actually had it typed out like, you should just keep walking. And I was I like, can't I say enough. That. He didn't care. These guys didn't care. But, you know, who did care was UNC. That was a game that they needed in order to make it into the tournament. At least that's what some people are saying. I look at yeah. UNC, I see, I see their record, you know. And if you're telling me that in the ACC you have over 20 wins, I'm going to tell you that that team's probably going to make it into the tournament. I mean, they're second in the ACC. Uh, you know, the, the Duke is the only team in the top 25 from the ACC. So you know that there's going to be another team that makes a tournament. Did you feel like they needed this win to get in or you thought you think that mm. they would have got in regardless? I feel like they would have gotten in. I mean, their odds Same. to win it all right now are plus 1,200 Duke. So I feel like this was much more of a. I meant UNC. I meant UNC. Oh, sorry, UNC. Oh, yes. Yeah. They need, oh, they need this win, I feel like. Yeah. Their okay. odds, I think, are plus 10,000 to win it all, I oh, think. Wow. Um, but this, I mean, this is huge for them, for sure. I mean, Duke, I feel like more emotional, but UNC, I mean, this is, they're going to remember this forever. Like Coach K's last game? Are you kidding me? Whoever's well, on sure that team is going to be talking about this for the rest of their lives. Every, I'm sure. Could you imagine what Michael Jordan is doing right at, at, right, the, at right. the end of that game, texting <laughs> yeah. all of his buddies? Yeah. He's like, Michael Jordan and I took it personal. Yeah. <laughs> I took it personal. Actually, that would have been. See, I, I wonder how many people had those memes ready for if UNC lost or something, or just tweeted out anyway. There's so many memes that are great uh, for this. The Seinfeld could be a meme right now. I don't know. But that-, that well, I'm was, sure Michael Jordan's crying crying, uh, crying face meme made it onto some of those Duke kids. Oh, I'm were, sure. Oh, crying, that would be amazing. Those, those Duke kids right now must feel so bad. Just that we let coach, that's why I, do you see Duke winning another game? Do you see them, like, how do you, you know, how do you see them going I, I, forward? I know that you and you and Zach were talking about this, you know, off air, but I really do. I, I I just think, you know, listen, when you're talking about a team that's freshman heavy, you just it's the later in the season, the better they get. Right. They just need more experience. A guy like uh, Boncaro, he, he he wants those opportunities to redeem himself, get back on the court, prove to Coach K that, you know, he can carry a team on his back. And I feel like. Duke is, I mean, I understand they lost this game, but left a sour taste in their mouth. But if if Duke ends up with a two seed, three seed, they're going to win a couple of games in the tournament. I know you, you mentioned that you felt like they just look so dejected as if it was the end of the season, right? I think they're done. Like I know coach K in his speech said the season's not over, but I think that they are, their confidence has to be so low right now, unless he's trying to build it up as any coach should, or if they're thinking, you know, we could, we have to win this for him to, you know, rebuild all the, everything we lost there. But, I feel like their momentum is now stalled. They are completely dejected. And after that speech, they're like, we let him down. How do we pick <laughs> ourselves up from this? I honestly, that is one of the stranger speeches in college basketball I've ever seen. But I feel like they are done. Like, I feel like that's it for them. They're and I too think harsh. That was the turning too point. Harsh. Down no with way. Duke. That's what no I'm way. going to say. Yes. I'm, I'm, Coach K is better than that. Coach K wants to redeem himself as well and perform well in this tournament. So with a great coach and some, you know, blue chip players, this is without a doubt, they're definitely going to get some. It's just a matter of how far will they go? You know, can they make a right. final four push you know, or elite eight push at least? I think that I think they're definitely going to get to the Sweet 16. They got to. I mean, if they're ranked number two, number three, got to. Yes. they got to. Yes, I do feel like their momentum. Their momentum right. is, is is very low right now. Um, ours is very high as we roll on in this show. Next segment, we will talk to our good friend Luke Pregandy from Prop Swap about all things March Madness, what he's seeing in terms of ticket sales, what odds he likes, who he likes in March Madness, maybe some NBA, NFL, MLB. I want to hear from him 
on what people are betting on for MLB with no season right now. We will talk to him next. I'm really looking forward to this. We haven't talked to him in a while. He's been away, so he'll be back. And we will be back in a few minutes with Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network. Hey, it's Ryan Horvath here to help you bet smarter on BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. Your home for wagertainment is the BetQL Network. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Have you guys been tracking Hank Tank? Oh, yeah, we talked about him yesterday. The, uh, and the NC State oh. home run hitter? No, I, no. I think he's talking about the actual no. bear. The bear. Yeah, not the oh, college no. baseball hitter. The actual bear who's, like, going into these houses in California they say he's 500 pounds, but if you look at an image of him, there's no way he's 500 pounds. So the he- first headline I found is 500-pound black bear Hank the Tank accused of breaking into 33 homes. <laughs> oh, the, the people have all the, the ring video, and they've been posting it. Like, he, he just my, – my son kept asking, how do you get in? I'm like, are you kidding me? Boom! With his fist. He just Wait knocks his doors down and walks in. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Oh, no. You wouldn't have got it anyway. IUPUI, the fighting yeah, cover. Yeah, 17. Yeah, he hurts. That, yeah. Would have, that three would have made it 20. Oh, no, that no, would have been, would have been he still would have been short by two. Crowd points. goes wow. wild. All yeah. 30 of them. 
No, that's all you're giving. That's 22 people. And that stadium looks like the Capital City Go-Go are about to go out there and play some basketball. What is that? That's actually the, a lecture hall. They just rolled the court out there real quick. <laughs> like, seriously? Like, all right, guys, the uh, theater's over. We got to play a basketball game, but you can come right back after this and for our jazz class. There's more people watching, like, like good, like a good playground. There's more people at, like, Rucker Park <laughs> than, than in that arena right now. It doesn't now. even have like, to be Rucker. that arena. That there are gym. more people at my, my local neighborhood <laughs> playground. Right. Watching uh, two just two kids go back and forth. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Start your day with Let's a daily get back. tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Bet. Presented by BetMGM. There are two large 30-pound dumbbells right outside the studio. Someone is working out here in commercial breaks or before the show. I think the cast of BetMGM tonight is doing a lot of their household you know chores around yeah. the studio like it sounds like ryan and quentin are probably mixing in a workout here and there those dumbbells are pretty heavy i don't think they're trista's maybe they are but as much doordash as she delivers i don't think the digestion has long enough to sit in her stomach before she does a workout like that just doesn't seem very smart you gotta wait yeah i tried to list some the other day to see if i was in shape and you couldn't move them no i couldn't even get it <laughs> off the floor I don't know who these <laughs> dumbbells belong to. I'm going to go home and sweat to the oldies. That's what I'm going to do. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, we are back here on Back to the Futures. I'm Lucy Burge. Gabe Ramirez here with us. So we are here talking to Luke Pergandy, who has been all over the world lately. Luke Pergandy of PropSwap. We are very excited to speak with him again tonight. He has been to the Super Bowl, the NBA All-Star Game, and now he is here with us. We are very happy to talk with him tonight. Luke, how are you doing? Hey, guys. I'm well. How are you? Great. So we can't wait to talk to you about what you are seeing in March. We are now in March Madness. It is officially yeah. madness in March. What are you seeing in terms of ticket sales and and what's what teams like what what's the lay of the land with this? Yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. Um, where do I begin? I mean, we've been running exactly. for seven years. Um, I firmly believe this will be the most parity, meaning the most upsets in in the seven years we've been running this business and, and uh, possibly in, in a very long time, maybe 20 years. And the reason I say that is there really isn't a clear cut number one. Like I watched and, you know, speaking of events, I was fortunate enough to go to the national championship last year in Indianapolis to watch uh, Baylor blow the doors off of Gonzaga. I mean, that wasn't even close. Like Baylor just jumped on them and never let up. And I'm just concerned that could happen to Gonzaga again. Um, so I don't see them as making a, a run. I went to University of Arizona, and they're going to get a one seed. They're good, but, like, I, I think they're a beatable team. You know, it, it kind of depends what bracket they get and how the matchups get set, obviously, as uh, all, all futures bets are, are privy to what, what region you get placed in. We'll find that out next Sunday. Um, yeah, and then obviously we watched Duke lose to North Carolina, a, a poor North Carolina team this year. I mean, maybe Kentucky. I don't really trust Kentucky that much. I mean, just go down the list. It's like, who do you have faith in that's going to win six games in a row? I just, it's a, it's going to be so, 
so much parody involved. And I think there'll be so many Cinderella stories um, that can make a run. And, and obviously I'm biased, but you know, if you make a run, you can sell that bet on props off for a huge profit. I look back to Loyola, Chicago, uh, a couple of years ago, they were a thousand to one to win the championship and they went to the final four. I mean, it was like one of the craziest Cinderella stories ever. That's, That's sick, man. When you're talking about Gonzaga, when you're talking about Arizona, I mean, these are two teams that you kind of feel the same about them for the last five or six years, right? You know, they're good enough. They're able to compete, but can they, you know, finally take home the title? And the, and the answer typically more often than not is no. But in this, this prop swap thing is fascinating to me. This is the first time I'm hearing about it, so this is great. Okay. I'm a big futures guy. Biggest, most money I ever made on a bet was when I put a futures bet on the Rays and the Dodgers to make the World Series. So that oh. ticket cashed me in. So <clears throat> in this, where are you seeing the most, like you mentioned dark horses. What's a team that has a lot of slips out there that's not in the top five? You know, who, who's some of the teams that I you mean, can throw out there? We're, we're talking to the Providence Queen on this show. I, I, I like, <laughs> yeah, Providence at 90 to 1, uh, which is where you can find them at. I know we have a ticket on Props Off at 80 to 1 odds. Um, Ooh, they're like available in, in some books at 90 to 1. Um, and yeah, man, like if you buy the bet from us, you can resell it with one click of a button. So say you buy this Providence ticket at 80 to one odds, you know, it's from New Jersey or Mississippi, wherever the, the ticket's from, so you, we get it from the seller, the owner of the ticket. And then as soon as you buy it, you can flip that. So Providence can literally win two games, you know, that puts them in the sweet 16. What are their odds going to be in the sweet 16, 15 to one, 20 to one, right. you know, right. and you're making four extra money just because they got to the sweet 16. Like that's not that hard. Oh, it's so true. I might do that on Providence. Get a little prop swap action <laughs> going there. Because yeah. right now, I saw some places like DraftKings, they have the same odds as UConn now. And I think right. Providence is a better team than UConn. But I, I mean, I don't know actually if I'm biased because I am from Connecticut, but I do have ties to Providence as well. So, you know, who really knows? But it's when it comes down to very, very long shots. Is there anything going on there? Or also the Duke-UNC game. Like what, yeah. what crazy things did you see with that? Yeah. Were people selling their tickets at the end of that right. game or what? Uh, yeah. Yes. We sold a handful of Duke tickets um, that night and we continue to sell Duke tickets over the weekend. You know, that's one of those teams, Duke, the Yankees, the Cubs, Tiger Woods, like those bets are going to sell. They could have one leg in the glue factory with these teams and they're going to be selling on props. I and I'm sure in the primary markets as well, like DraftKings and MGM, et cetera. True. Um, those are just the teams that like, they could get trounced. And they did like North Carolina was up, you know, probably four, maybe 14 or 10 in the second half. Like they beat them pretty handily. That wasn't really close. Um, and we're still selling Duke tickets. So there's still faith with them. Obviously they won the ACC. We'll see how the ACC tournament goes next weekend. Um, I believe they're going to get a two seed. They may, they may end up with a one. I mean, right now they have the fourth lowest odds, Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, then Duke. So depending what the committee does, uh, you know, do you give Krzyzewski a, a one seed just because it's his last hurrah? Um, and John Shire, another Chicago guy who's replacing Krzyzewski. Krzyzewski is also a Chicago guy. Um, so it will the uh, the Midwest will continue to push the Durham University. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's one of those four. All, all four of those teams are going to get a one seed. It seems like 
Um, and then you asked me about long shot. I mean, like I said, Providence at 90 to one is interesting. I think Texas could be 80 to one, you know, tough conference. You had to play Baylor and, and Texas tech all season. Um, Nothing on IUPUI. IUPUI, yeah. (laughs) Nothing on Disney State or Houston Baptist or any of any – those odds, I don't think they're even listed. Yeah, that's unfortunately probably in the field, and we can talk about that, but you can't sell field bets on PropSoft because we don't know which – every book has a different field. So book A's field is different than B. And we have no idea of figuring out, you know, we don't have an interface set up with the books yet. We can say, hey, which who is in your field, right? So MGM, they have a different field than DraftKings. So like when the buyer is buying this field bet, he or she doesn't know what they're buying. So uh, the field bets can't be sold on PropSoft. So if you want to use PropSoft and sell with us, you got to pick a team. True. All right, Luke, before we move over to the NBA, let me ask you, you know, when this when this does come out, and next week monday and you're filling out your bracket who, who are you going to have as the last team standing i i gotta have one bracket with arizona um you know i i, I will say like I, i'm i i'm i i emotional hedge a lot so like you know i'm a cubs fan like i'll bet okay. against the cubs and like i'll just make sure that if i'm really sad from my team losing i can still make some money so um that that's that's probably part of the reason why i'm hating on arizona but benedict matherin their their star player i mean he's gonna be a lottery pick so they'll be really good so one of my brackets will have arizona i usually fill out two or three um and then gosh i baylor was so much fun to watch last year i know it's really difficult to repeat but i like that team a lot they're fast they shoot well they were you know they had poise in the season last year and, and this year obviously they're killing it again um, so I'll say Arizona as one champion, Baylor as another. Gosh, I like that Villanova team too. Villanova at 25 to one. I like that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Jay Wright's a super good coach. They always have good guards. They shoot well. Um, they're, they're getting hot and, and it's all about getting hot, right? Like exactly it's, it's at the right time, right? Like, you just gotta be hot going into the tournament or just pick it up on you know, next, the uh, what, the 17th when it starts in two weeks. So you got to figure out who's hot. And I think any team that goes into that thing on a losing streak, that typically scares me. So I'll, I'll certainly be doing my homework before I fill that bracket, you know, next Monday night, next Monday morning, once that bracket gets released on Selection Sunday, who's coming in on a losing streak and who's lost, you know, three out of four or five out of six. is like, I don't, I won't touch those teams. That's, that scares me. That is smart. So I am very happy that we are at bracket season. And this time next week, we will have brackets out. We will be looking yeah. at brackets. So moving on to the NBA, are there any teams that we should buy in on? Any like the Lakers and LeBron or anything that maybe are a surprise, maybe just anything that you are seeing that, that people should buy in on now? Yeah, I would still, this is a very small unit size. I would still sprinkle a little bit on the Lakers. Like when, when do we ever count LeBron James out? Um, I'm not saying, you know, do a, a triple unit on that, but you know, you can find them at DraftKings has them at 65 to one right now, like throw 30 bucks on that, you know, yeah. just, and especially with, with props up in mind, like they win one series in the post game, get rid of it for six times your money. You know, if they get down to 10 to one, you're, you're selling it for six times your money. Um, if you have a Sixers ticket, I love the Sixers. Uh, I'm, I'm biased. I live in New Jersey now for prop swap. 
and I go to a lot of Sixers games. I'll be at the, the Sixers Bulls games tomorrow. I will be rooting for the Bulls tomorrow, Ooh. but if they're Ooh, not boy. playing, I root for the Sixers. Um, they're really good. Uh, they've been one shooter away for years with Joel Embiid. I mean, it looks like he's going to win MVP this year. Um, they've been one shooter away for years, and they finally have him with James Harden, one of the best offensive scorers in NBA history. So they're going to be really good. Um, we've sold a lot of Sixers tickets. People had them about 30 to 1, even 20 to 1. Um, wow. The Philadelphia 76ers, they're down to um, 7 to 1 now. I'll tell you a team I would fade. I, I don't understand the Nets being at 6 to 1. Thank you. Now. Thank like, you. I agree. I, I don't get it either, especially with Kyrie being a part-time player, which now that looks like more he won't be or something if they change the, the mandate. But that's – I have not understood this the whole time. Hold Guys, on. it's the same reason why you said to put 35 bucks on the Lakers because they have Kevin Durant because they have Kyrie Irving well, that is going to be playing in the playoffs. I mean, listen, this team – listen, okay – you have the 76ers. I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Sixers, Warriors. That's who I put my future bet on, two teams. I, I like putting an East and a West team in there. That's who I yeah. am. But in terms of you know asking that question, why? Kevin Durant, give him the ball in the fourth quarter. It's yeah. playoff basketball. It's going to be lower scoring games. You're going to have need possession by possession, and you know he can do it. Now, I'm not going to bet them, but, <laughs> but I'm here to say why people are doing it. But you're right. I think 76ers are looking good. It's, it's odd to see in the Western Conference, the Warriors and the Suns so low when it comes to winning outright, you know, plus 160, plus 190 for the Warriors or for the Suns and Warriors, respectively. That seems odd because, you know, you look at a team like the Grizzlies plus 1000, they've been playing fantastic. Like you're saying, who's coming in with a hot streak? Who's coming in playing their best basketball? What do you think about the Grizzlies in the Western Conference, Luke? Yeah, I mean, they, they can certainly make a buzz. I, I agree with the Suns and the Warriors being more favored than the Grizzlies, like it, the Sun should have won it last year. That was that was a choke job. They were literally up 2-0 in the driver's seat um, and dropped four in a row to Giannis and the Bucks. Like they had they had every reason to win that championship last year. So we should really be talking about the the, the reigning champs and the Phoenix Suns, but they didn't do it, and that's sports. Um, so I hear you, John Moran's playing out of his mind. Obviously, had 52 points about a week and a half ago. Um, they'll push him. I, I could see the Grizzlies going to six with either of those two teams, but I do not see uh, the, the Suns or the Warriors losing to Memphis in a seven game. I just, there's too much firepower. Steph's playing great. Steph was going to win MVP. It's looking like he's not any longer. I I, I wish I could uh, speak more intelligently about Klay Thompson. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I know he just came back, but like he was one of the best shooters ever. That seems like he's just slow out of the gate here. Um, we've, been, we've been there before, Luke. You have an injury, you sprain an ankle, you come back on the court, you don't trust your body the same way. You don't necessarily feel as though you have the same you know, lift on your jump shot. So people are getting into him a little bit quicker. I feel bad for the guy because I know what that's like. You know, so He's yeah. somebody that probably could potentially play a lot better next season. But So who, who's your finals matchup then before we get you out of here? Um, I will say Sixers, Suns. Oh, I like it. I Sixers, like that. Sixers That's play the Suns. Suns beat the Sixers. Um, Sixers in six. Okay. Ooh, Look at the, We're going to write that down <laughs> and remember that. Just quickly before we go, what are you seeing, Luke, in MLB? Is there anything that you are, are seeing in terms of Gosh. tickets or betting or anything? Because I am very hopeful for the season to start, and I don't know if what you're seeing at PropSwap is any indication, but are people betting – on MLB futures right now? No, 
No, we are so down. <laughs> yeah, every, every other sport, we typically try to grow 150% year over year. So, you know, if we sold a million dollars worth of tickets, we try to do two and a half million the next year, just as an example. Um, we are down on, on MLB. Every other sport is typically growing at double last year versus 2021 uh mlb is down so no they're not i get why people aren't gambling on it this doesn't look if, if you have a more uh glass half full view of what's going on then i support you i'm i'm an optimist but uh, i don't know we're they are far apart um yep. i think rob manfred's an idiot um thank you yeah i they're that's they are far apart the players union and and the owners. So uh, we're, we're already two series down. Um, how that will impact gambling, I'm not sure. Are we going to, is there going to be, you know, 156 games now instead of 162? Is, is that a fact? Like it's, it's, I, if I had money to, to bet in the market right now, I'm not touching baseball. I'll put all my money in college basketball and NBA. Way more fun. We don't have to worry if Manfred and the guys are going to get a deal done. Um, but if you're more positive than I, then I'll, I'll support that. It's tough when you hear words like they're deadlocked because you never know what's going to happen after that. Luke, thank you so much for joining us. It was great to talk to you again, and we will talk to you soon. And we will get back into college basketball right here on BetQL in the next segment. Michael Jenkins here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern along with BetQL Daily. You better you bet and bet MGM tonight only on the BetQL Network. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. We got to talk about our own basketball. Oh, wow. Wait a second. Paul's unveiling a chocolate 
Say it again, what's the name? You rat. Wow. How do you say it again? Poonchki. Poonchki. I'm all, I'm like scared to say it now after I butchered Portillo's or There was like a raspberry, an apricot, and then a couple like with I there are just certain words it tells me something about someone if they say apricot or apricot. I say apricot. I say apricot. It's alright, you know what? I've got a punch game, you guys don't, so take that. (laughs) BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. You're just joining us for the very first time. We are a live betting show. For the very first time, I saw you around. We also sing. That's my jam. Man. I knew right then you were the one. Because I was caught up. In physical attraction, but to my satisfaction, maybe you were more than just a friend. And if I am, I can't believe in love, love again. We're also a singing show. Well, shot the ladies a friend. Bet MGM tonight, seven to eleven Eastern, from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. March marks the beginning of spring, and warmer temperatures means you can do more outside. Start hanging your clothes outside to dry instead of using the dryer. Not only will you save electricity and money, but your clothes will get that fresh outdoor scent. It's also a great time to start walking or biking to destinations that are close by. Instead of driving, join Odyssey. And together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? A lot can happen in a day. A lot of... A lot of... And a lot of... Make any day a payday with the BetQL Day Pass. Unlock all of BetQL's proven data and analytics, five-star bets, and insider info for just one day so you can make better bets on whatever single day you want. No subscriptions, no strings, and all for less than five bucks. The BetQL Day Pass, exclusively from BetQL. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to Back to the Futures here for our third and final segment. Lucy Burge here with Gabe Ramirez hanging out alongside. We are having a blast here. and We are about to get into a couple of college basketball stories from this week that are in a word hysterical to me this things that (laughs) things that don't normally happen when they happen that is march madness that is march mayhem and there's one team in particular and that is iupui which i love writing about and i love when they lose because then i say they put the pu in iupui and then like delete that delete that <laughs> you went <laughs> a there. dad joke or a bad joke um so yeah I, I do like this team so they always catch my eye when they do things but they did something very interesting in this past week where they covered the spread covered a 24 point spread with only five players like literally just five players 
And they were I mean, able the- to cover the spread. The first round game of the Horizon League tournament against Oakland, only five players, and one of them wasn't even that healthy. And if five Lucy, <laughs> Lucy, I've played in my fair share of, of, of rec league games, and I'm oh. telling you, I always pray for there to be five players so that I don't have to get taken out of the game, all right? I don't care if I'm breathing. I'm going like this. Go ahead, guys. I'm taking this playoff. Go ahead. But you want to play every single play. So I know those guys are salivating. I'm sure they had a couple seniors that were there that definitely said to themselves, hey, listen, this is our game. At least we're going to cover the spread. And, you know, five deep, 40 minutes, that's not easy to do in college basketball when the other team has a full roster. I'm surprised. We got to ask Zach, our producer, when we bring him in. Did they press them? Did they press them in the middle of the game? Oh, that knowing that they're going to be tired. Oh, and they finished with a season with a record of three and twenty-six. And this was the—I mean, it's just—it's crazy. They they beat Spalding, East West University, and Robert Morris. And okay. then Oakland, you, Oakland, they did cover the spread. But the reasoning for this is a bus schedule issue. The oh, no. bus driver got the—and it is so convoluted that I I couldn't even follow it. But it was like a bus driver got the wrong itinerary, which you know it happens. At, in college basketball, of course. Imagine if this happened to Duke or something. I mean, it never would, but, that, but never that's like would. It's such an insult. Like, why would Zach, you let this happen to IUPUI? Zach, I, uh, I, you know, I have my UIC sweater here. This is where I actually ended up graduating from. But initially, I went to SIU, uh, the Salukis out there in Carbondale. And I tried out for their basketball team. At the time, Bruce Weber was the coach. And I remember tryouts were at 5 in the morning. And I didn't make oh, the man. team. I wasn't six foot four. I'm gonna go ahead and blame it on that, but I know IU. I know IU had a had an open tryout. Zach, maybe you could have tried out. You could have made the team, bro. <laughs> Look at that. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, this is the same team that literally sent out a tweet that said, "Open tryouts. Feel free to come." They literally just needed players. And the Horizon League, it's weird. It's it's been known as a conference tournament where chaos ensues wild things happen between triple overtime games. I remember a couple of years ago, Cleveland State, who ironically is the one seed this year, and they're one of the final four teams playing there. They went like 10 and 21 during the regular season, were the 10th seed and, and got all the way to the championship game. So these mid-major conference tournaments, a lot of crazy stuff goes down and uh, it's the best time of year here in March. Oh, for sure. And they are also the first men's D1 basketball team to play just five players in a game since 2000 in the Jacksonville State Charleston Southern game. So this is the first time in 22 years this has happened. You know, there was a guy that was sit that was sit riding the bench waiting all year to play. And he was like, this is my chance right here. And then the bus broke down. He couldn't make right. the game. Oh, Imagine you're mom. on the wrong bus. You're like, it <laughs> would have been my chance. They covered, you know, they, they were getting yeah. 23 and a half and, and they covered. So that's the best part of March. <laughs> right, exactly. You know how many Plus, people probably lost money on that? Knowing oh that only five people were there and they're like, there's no way they're going to cover this. And then all of a sudden, like, you know how many, how many thousands of dollars are probably lost on that game? If Jeez. PropSwap was selling tickets on that, we'll ask Luke about that next time because that would have been incredible if you put mo- so much money on that for them uh. to cover. And they got five. Imagine you're on the wrong bus and you're like, how are the guys doing? And they cover the spread. <laughs> and it's the five other guys. And just being on the wrong bus would be so frustrating. 
It's like this. Does how the, how does, does the, that even happen? Does the coach save his job? Does the coach save right. his job? You know, they only have so many wins on the season, and now they they cover the spread and they they do some damage with those five guys. You're like, all right, we'll give right. them another shot. Oh, exactly. Man. Oh, maybe this could be like a like a Tom Brady story where they fill in for the other guys and then they become the stars. And one of them, maybe this will be his 30 for 30. He starts like this and he ends up in the NBA and he ends up at the end basketball hall of fame. And this is his big break, the, the five player game. It would be called like five players in March or something would be oh, the title man. of that 30 for 30. And it'll be five on whatever that's, it's just such a, this, this is another crazy story that we have to get to too, is McNeese state versus Houston Baptist HBU. So they went into four overtimes and finished with a total final score, well, not total final score, but a final score of 149 to 144. 149 to 144 as the do you think either of these teams scored that many points all season and then this of game not. imagine betting on the if you bet the over also if you're betting on this game god bless <laughs> but the right. if you bet the over on this game no you, no imagine you if you bet the under, the under. imagine <laughs> you bet the under and then all of a sudden they start going four overtimes you're like every time they go to overtime like no right. please stop scoring but oh even my a gosh. score with four overtimes of 149 to 144 so darius lee played in this game played 54 minutes 52 points he had for hbu 18 rebounds and five assists 52 points here. That's like that's like LeBron or Jason Tatum today. That bet on that was Zach Crawl because he Zach knew absolutely did. that they were going to score 50 points. Tell me you bet on it. Yeah, yeah, Zach, get in here. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not a big Southland Conference guy, but we'll see how which team ends up getting off uh, in there from the Southland in March. But guys, I wanted to throw a couple of conference tournaments uh, at you guys from the Power Six, the major uh, conferences. And we started off today's show talking a lot about Duke. And basically, in the ACC tournament in Brooklyn, it's going to be at the Barclays Center. The question is, Duke or the field? Because Duke is opened as the favorite, clear favorite, minus 130. But if you think anyone else not named Duke could win this conference tournament, there are going to be five uh, ACC tournament teams most likely getting into the big dance. You have Wake Forest at plus 900. You have Notre Dame at plus 900. UNC plus 950. Virginia Tech, they're playing for their tournament lives, a long shot at plus 1100. So the question I have for you guys, is Duke going to be able to recover from that loss going into the ACC tournament, Duke or the field? Well, I mean, I don't think Duke is going to recover. I, I think that they are just done. But I know that's probably not the popular opinion, but I have a feeling. I just have a feeling that their momentum is just so stopped. They are now, they look done. I know Coach K said they, you know, the season is going to continue. It's not over, but they're done. I mean, it's, it's, I'm betting so who do you have, field. who do you have winning The then? field, the well, pick, field. Pick, pick someone so, from the field to win if it's not them. What do you, I'm, I always look at Notre Dame. And I'm like, hmm, that's a, it's it's interesting. I know in football they're they're fantastic, but I don't know, Zach. What do you think of Notre Dame? So it's interesting. Um, Notre Dame is a team that even though they're going to be the two seed in the uh, ACC tournament, I still think they have a little bit of work to do in order to secure a bid to March Madness. They have a player on their team that's going to be a first round NBA uh, draft pick, Blake Wesley. He's a stud. He's a freshman. Kind of just came out of nowhere. But I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm looking at UNC, right? This is a team that was ranked Stop. in the preseason top 15. This is a team with a ton of talent. They have the ACC Player of the Year, Armando Baycott, most likely. We saw what he was able to do yesterday. Yesterday's game was the first time all season where this North Carolina team came out and looked like the team I expected to see preseason with all of this talent. 
and they have an easy road. Them and Notre Dame both are the two and the three seed. They're going to avoid Duke until the championship game. I'm looking at UNC plus 950. They have some momentum. They haven't really been able to play consistently good basketball all season, but that was such a big win. Maybe their confidence is up. I'm thinking UNC plus 950. Yes. I'm going to say right uh, no, I'll tell you right now. They they won their they won their Super Bowl, so to speak. They won their national championship already. They beat Duke. They're on, they they're on an emotional high right now. They're gonna, just going to come crashing. Zach, you know how I feel about the Miami Hurricanes. I think they're a team that can, you know, first of all, you just know in all these conference tournaments what happens, right? There's a hodgepodge of teams that come in really trying to make the tournament, get a better seed for themselves. And they have four guys that are averaging over 10 points a game. Cameron McGusty's playing phenomenal basketball. And I just think it's going to be one of those situations where, you know, a top-tier team loses like Duke. UNC might fall out. And some teams are going to beat up on each other. So just like the NCAA tournament, you might want to pick a dark horse. And if Miami's paying me, what, plus 1,000 to win that tournament or 1,100? I, I, I could see where I might, I might like a team like that. They've been upsetting teams all season, all year long. So it could be tough. If it's not Duke, I think it's going to be Duke. But if it's not yeah. Duke, I think then it could be Miami. All right, one more, guys, the Big East. This is obviously going to be yes. a big one. They're going to be about six or seven teams in this league uh, that are going to be in uh, the NCAA tournament. Villanova, they're going to be the two seed, but they open as the favorite at plus 165. You have UConn uh, as the three seed, the second favorite at plus 350. Providence, plus 500. They're the number one seed, so they are continuing to get uh, disrespected a little bit. Marquette at plus 700. Uh, Creighton at plus 1,000. Those two teams are going to be facing off in the 4-5 game. You also have Seton Hall at plus 1,600. And guys, here's another crazy thing about the Big East. Georgetown, the number 11 seed. They just finished off an 0-19 Big East Conference season. They are plus 40,000 uh, 40, to win this. Season. Ah, that's insane. What do you put like two bucks on that? <laughs> like, just, that is an insane record. That is wild. This conference Lucy, do, is do we have this to ask you? I was going to say, yeah. do we have to ask yep. you or do we know it's Providence already? Not Providence. But then I, you know, I hear UConn and I'm like, hmm, interesting. But their odds are like basically the same. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I just feel, I feel it with Providence. Got the well, see, I, yeah, I was going to say with Providence that, you know, the number one seed really helps them. I think UConn yeah. and Villanova playing that two, three semifinal matchup. I think that's a 50, 50 game. It could go either way. We know UConn's history at MSG. Those fans show up. That's a home court advantage for them. Um, I think that Providence, you know, they, they've been the quote-unquote lucky team. They play in a lot of close games, but but that experience comes in handy in March. Oh, definitely, especially with St. Patrick's Day coming up. Luck of the Friars. Yeah, let's hope so. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to throw money on Villanova, and then our video producer, I'm going to throw five bucks just for him on Marquette. All right, Rick, I got you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you got to put like two, three bucks on stuff. That's what I, I want to do. What Zach, what would you put money on right now in that conference? Um, I, I like Providence at plus 500. There you go. Um, there you go, my man. You know, that, that's good. Uh, I, I think I'll say this. I think one of Providence, UConn, or Villanova wins. I've, I have a good feeling that one of those three teams wins. But it's going to be a great tournament. Creighton and Marquette, you know, those are two teams that I didn't expect to be here. They're here. Um, Xavier is a team that uh, Providence could see in the in the second round. They they're going to be a tournament team as well. They they killed Georgetown yesterday, so it'll be good. All right, awesome guys, thank you so much. This has been a wild ride through March Madness. Zach, thank you. Gabe, 
thank you so much for being here. This was an absolute pleasure. Appreciate it so much. Really hope to talk to you soon. What's up, everybody? Again. Nick Costos here from You Better You Bet, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip. BetQL Daily, You Better You Bet, and BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network.